Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv slash rolltogetherrpg slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Together is a show where we talk about the dungeons and the dragons with these people. Uh, specifically, we're talking about Drowning in Blackwater, which just finished. Ooh. That's that's the name of a show. We're not talking about Drowning in Blackwater. That's <laughs> horrible. Don't okay, do that. Okay. We're talking yeah, the show. <laughs> not the, the horses concept. are available. Other uh, <laughs> <laughs> drownings are available. No, it's this not. stream will run. you never-ending oh, story oh this God. in less than five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> How has this gone off rails within thirty seconds? I knew uh, it, Outrageous. Mm. Uh, this stream should run for about an hour. Uh, we'll see. Um, we are delighted to be sponsored by Hero Forge, Ultra Pro, Phoenix Dice, Alchemy RPG, and we're supported by Idle Champions, Neverwinter, Elderwood Academy, and D&D Beyond. Thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. And thank you as well to our D20 Club who are on Patreon. They are awesome, and they help Amazing. us do stuff like have a wiki and and, and, and all sorts of cool stuff in the Discord. Um, and if you want to find us on socials and stuff, you can do that at Roll Together RPG and listen to the podcast at Roll Together RPG. That's mm. all the important stuff I have to do, I think. Tom was also yes. adamant that we talk about TikTok more. Oh, there's TikTok. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with that face. Oh, that's what Tom wanted. Oh, there's TikTok. <laughs> a friend of mine who, like, I've not spoken to in years, like, randomly messaged me a screenshot saying, is that you? Oh. <laughs> and then TikTok? Ah. Yeah. Wow. Like, this, TikTok famous. TikTok, yeah. And I was maybe like, uh, maybe. So this is talking together. We're talking about the show, Drowning in Blackwater. And I'm going to roll a dice to ask questions. Look, look this is this is the the shiny. Uh, this is the, oh, the other dice. Is, the other dice They're up. not Wait, on sale amazing. yet. Yeah, it's oh. not on sale, yet, but they will be soon. No, 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 no. Okay. We're telling people we have them. That's the good. It's not on sale yet. You can see the dice head. There it is. Mm. Amazing. I'm going to roll that dice, uh, but not yet, because I have other important questions that I'm going rogue and I'm going to ask them first. Um, well, I mean, the, not breaking the format? I mean, we never uh, do that. Never. Um, yeah. The most important one, and I think everyone is also thinking this, is um, Liz, why are you not wearing Huxley's eyebrows right now? <laughs> you know, I thought you might ask that question. I've got right, thank here, you. So bear yes. with. Uh, bear with, caller. Here's someone wow. I prepared earlier. <laughs> Yay! There they go. <laughs> that's the one that sticks, I think. You can't see yet. Oh, yes, yeah. no, all right. No, that's good. That was, that was that's a great. very jaunty angle. <laughs> it was a raised eyebrow. Huxley is perplexed. Permanently perplexed. Huxley's had a stroke if it's that high, Jesus. <laughs> this was the look I planned. I think they look wonderful. Uh, this is some excellent uh, visual content that our podcast listeners will uh, will not quite appreciate. But actually, hang on, I have to, I have to know now, Liz. Yes. Does it make a good moustache? Oh, go on. You could put one like either side. That's oh, it's Einstein, like the Chaplin. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's like a sort of um, 
It's it's a cartoon character from the Hanna Barbera years. <laughs> I, like I feel like it's one of the one of the elders in The Simpsons has hair oh, yes. like that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh. It's incredibly fluffy, and I love it very much. I also love Stampy, and I feel like when you first brought Stampy on, he was slightly off to the side. So can you yeah, please have a good Stampy showcase? Oh. That's where my eyes, that's where my eyes should be. Yeah, perfect. Amazing. Incredible. It's utterly incredible how close that is to the stamp that the animators found. That's just The biggest applause to, to mm. Liz for, for all of that. Um, that content which pleased me so much um, and also uh, I also have to ask the, the question old branch fingers <laughs> I, I don't know why you're upset uh-huh. with me I think it's the best NPC I've ever made I agree no, I also I, I think I'm inclined to agree and my, my favourite part about that uh, the main episode that old branch fingers was in was um, laughing and then watching Liz trying not to corpse at all the exact point, everyone else being serious, and and then and then M starting to go as well. Um, that it also was good. Me. Look, it's one of those beautiful moments where a concept came into my head, and I went, "Oh, that's awful." <laughs> and, and then I kept thinking about it and went, "It's but it's got character." Mm. And then the voice came, mm-hmm. and um, I have no regrets. Great. Was that the episode where we'd already had the breakdown about the Queen, though? I think so. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole blooper reel, which is just mm-hmm. you being unable mm-hmm. to talk about anything but the Queen oh dying. God. It's so which... bad. <laughs> it's so funny. So oh, it made me so happy. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Old, old Lots is... of appreciation for that. Oh, okay. 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 I, I will say that there is a there is a sort of history here, which mm. is I like treants that are that are gross. Oh. Because most treants are like, oh, I'm an old bumbling tree person who lives in the woods and, oh, someone's destroying my friends. It's all very Lord of the Rings. And that's fine. But trees are gross. Nature's gross. No, trees are not gross. Nature's gross. But in a great way. Mm, In a great way, but gross. Sorry, that's gone. I was just saying that suddenly a lot makes sense. I didn't realize that you held these views quite so vehemently. <laughs> Vis-a-vis nature. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all awful. And um because of that, the idea of a tree being just grim, because a tree would be grim, because trees are grim, just really sat well with me. And then black water is a real thing. It's just water mm. which things have died in, and then the water hasn't moved on. And the idea of pools of Eldath was coming up for other reasons in other adventures. And I thought, well, well, Eldath would love a pool where everything dies. And it just all came together. There's a magic card called Old Stick Fingers, which visually helped with the reference point of that as well. So yeah. Old Stick That's Fingers. Em, you looked outraged at the statement, trees are grim. Did you have just, a, a counter argument? Like, like, tell us you're a city person without telling us you're a city <laughs> person. I grew up in the countryside. You know this. I grew up in the. I, yeah, I grew up in you, Heidi, you, and I hate the countryside. You avoid I was it. beaten by trees daily, and it's <laughs> coloured my view of them. I just think trees are incredible, and, and you're wrong. <laughs> I, I have to say I'm with you on that. Mud is dead things. I'd like to reinforce. We're not talking that. about mud. We're talking about trees. Trees grow in mud. I don't know why, because this we're talking about D and D. But <laughs> nature is so, terrifying and scary. Okay, I will take us away from nature <laughs> and more to. So I, 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 I want to know, as a person who played in a campaign that was sort of connected to this, Chris, mm-hmm. was how much of this were you planning? when you were planning Mithranor, was it? did it Ooh. all come as a whole package? Um, 
slightly slight view behind the curtain. I had the idea for Blackwater about the same time as we started recording Mithranor. I knew that there was going to be something happening in tandem. There's something something happening because the party from um, Golden Fields and Reaping Golden Fields was too set on there being two separate groups doing two separate things, but all very interrelated as in the, the feedback of this will affect each other. So there was a lot of, well, these are going to connect in some way. There's going to be some sort of feedback. So immediately going, well, of course, because Ava and Ephemera are being hunted by demons, of course there'll be demons everywhere. Right. How would that affect a group of paladins that are basically trying to protect everybody? Would other groups use that? There'd be opportunistic stuff to do with it. And then the Caius stuff, the stuff with um, maggots and nature being awful, nature's awful, um, was all set up ages ago by a one-shot featuring Skitter, Skitter of Stones, your character's sibling. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. this was all set up ages ago. Is this the one where Nile had his horrifically joke character that became really serious? Yeah. He had a horrifically joke character became a prophet for the future. Again, I, I have tropes oh. I keep playing. Um, but um, yeah, and all those pieces, because Caius, I don't know how much people know about this, and it's, it's sort of in the campaign, but I'll just be clear about this. Caius uh, is from a different world than Orcus in terms of Caius' mm. Greyhawk and Orcus' um, Forgotten Realms. So D&D history gets a bit muddy with those. But there was an attempt made in 3.5 to marry them and go, how would these two exist? Because they're quite similar contextually, but... I don't think they should marry. That sounds like no, a really bad idea. Really, a relationship from hell. <laughs> oh, God, I want to Although, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll both be less grumpy. No, they... That's I mean, what it is, is unresolved sexual tension. Oh. <sighs> no, I'm not doing it. Um, so, so, in the sort of amalgam version of events... Orcus, Caius was a priest of Orcus. Caius is a tabaxi priest of Orcus, which is... Love that Caius is a tabaxi and it's never going to come up, but it's just nice. Um, <laughs> their, their maggot form could have cat ears. No. It would be really, really, like, incongruous. Oh, I don't like that I, at I, all. I reject your no. I need to see this. It adds, it adds a level Maggot of, whiskers, though. It adds a level of visual complexity that I can't quite get to, but we'll see. Um, it's like a long yes. tail. Yeah, long tail oh. of maggots. Um, oh, a tail of maggots. But, um, so Caius was a priest of Orcus who stole some of Orcus's power to become a demigod in his own right. Therefore, Orcus fucking hates him. Orcus is like, you, like what, what Orcus said to Frore uh, in the fifth episode, very much is Orcus going, I am so convinced that he might do it before I do, i.e. Mm. destroy the material plane and make it all undead. And nothing makes Orcus more angry and more scared than the protege eclipsing the master. And there's elements of that in it too. Mm. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> How much of it was planned with Mithranor, but the answer is you'd started when we started. Yeah, yeah and Mith also Mith this Mith is my been talking brain. about Mithranor since like December last year. Longer. Wow. Um more concrete since Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Um and then I was like, I want Prosperous to come back. Do more Prosperous. <laughs> <laughs> There's also that, like if a if a player and it, really, this goes for all of our players. If a player says to me, "Everyone, I bring this character back," I do try and sort of go, "What's a good way to do that?" That doesn't feel forced. What can we build around them? What can we build around what stories they've already told? Like when David mentioned that he really wanted to bring Aldrin back, was it nine months ago? Wow, do you remember? Yeah. Um, 
I had a long series in my head, conversations without David, of going, Aldrin wouldn't be there, of trying to sort of work out where Aldrin would fit in that would make sense, that would give the character a different angle, but still the same character, which then this fit in really, really nicely when we were talking about it, so. Cool. That was going to be one of my my, my follow-up questions, actually, was um, obviously we know why P and why Frore and Viorica are there. Huxley, I believe you were you were sent along uh, by the Black Staff to go and help with this situation over it there. Was, it was more the librarian uh, at uh, Black oh, Staff please, Tower. please go away. Uh, uh, here's yeah, a, per- here's so, a perfect thing for you to go away and do. So Huxley had been there for years. Huxley's about 83, had been at the <laughs> Academy for 50 years, had seen many people come and go. Uh, the most recent librarian came in from Candlekeep and she's a bit of a bitch and they didn't get on. So she said, you know what? Enough of Huxley, it. Huxley, just go. You go and go and die, maybe, you know, with this group of people. Um, I don't want you in my library anymore because yeah, your, your arms are long. You can start shells, but that's that's pretty much it. Not knowing that Huxley actually was reading on the books, becoming a wizard, quite powerful wizard during that time. Uh, so that's why Huxley is there. You you hinted that she's a racist because Huxley's a bugbear and that's not great. And um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you hinted at that in backstory. And now I want to find a way to make this librarian get some fucking just desserts. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go for well, it. Huxley for and Aldrin are headed back to Candlekeep. Yes, right. but the librarian is in Waterdeep. Um, but maybe maybe she goes back. I'm thinking Tribbles. No, don't release the Tribbles. <laughs> I mean, the, there's all sorts of bonkers stuff happening in Waterdeep, so... Tiny yeah. furry ball represents everything that this librarian hates everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. everywhere. So what, what about um, Aldrin, obviously, like, uh, I remember you saying with, uh, I think it was in your uh, talking as a free action with Rebecca, you were saying, like, uh, wanted to, to go about doing a bit more good and that kind of thing. But do you have a, a specific uh, sort of meeting in mind of how, because obviously, like, a lot of the time when you're doing a short campaign, it's good to, like, skip some of the, oh, hello, I am this person. I am this, like, so we jump straight into combat, which is great. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so how did Aldrin get involved, specifically? So uh, that, that was something that we discussed uh, as a group, kind of what we've been doing to get to this point, how long we've been together, would we have actually been travelling together at that point, and so on and so forth. So it wasn't just a case of kind of going into it blind and having to improv it on the fly. Um, it made sense that Aldrin would have heard of the reputation of this group um, geographically it fit uh, so to, kind of coming along and being like hey um, I hear y'all like to fight evil um, and stuff I'm kind of into that too how about we uh, see what Hook happens up. and the group might have been like I don't know who this guy is but he can cast quite high level cleric spells so let's bring him along and if he turns out to be a it's the passive perception I think was the real kicker (laughs) I think that was the one that made us go ooh that would be nice to have around so you're coming from a mile away literally yeah Yeah. exactly he's surprisingly persuasive and can see everything couldn't possibly be useful to to any adventuring party (laughs) sort of yeah it's quite open tends to not be regarded with hostility so there are a number of ways that it could have worked um, and then it was kind of fun seeing the the relationship develop organically from 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 that point and, and just playing riffing on those themes but yeah aldrin has a lot to bring to any party so 
you know. It was never <laughs> never a concern. Not just adventuring party, any oh, social gathering. Yes. <laughs> all parties. Well, all the we, party. We did see that in Baldur's Gate. Um true. Yeah. Um, Chris, what is it like mm. now with characters like Aldrin and Frore, when you're going into a campaign knowing these characters and how ridiculous they are, do you have things that you're like, I kind of want the players to not see this until mm. a certain time? Mm. Um, or do you just go, I know they're going to see it, I'm just going to plan for them seeing it or knowing it? Well, the nice thing about a passive score is that it's static. Oh, yeah, true. So there's no need to do anything clever. Um, that creature has a passive score that is one higher. Like, that's very easy to force. Um, for example, we had, there was, a, there was a moment in this campaign when they were in the um, collapsing tunnel where I quite purposely put them up against a rogue, knowing full well that they would know where the rogue is and that's fine, but they couldn't actually see them. Mm. And that's big difference for a lot of abilities that rely on sight and that sort of thing. There's enough built into the game that you can get around it. It also means as a DM that I can I can be cheap. And it's great to be cheap. Ability to go, oh, do I have to spoon feed everything? No, um, Aldrin's there. You just point out these four things that will become relevant later that I'd like you to be aware of means that then those are defined in the world and present. I mean, that, that's the other thing. You're, Sorry, this is a very this is a very sort of big big think thing about DMing that comes up a lot. Why do DMs always ask for perception checks? I would like to tell you the things in this location that I would like you to be aware of because you can interact with them, you can change this. I've planned what might happen if you engage with it. With a passive of 34, I was always revealing those as part of my description. All I had to do was nod to, Orton's also got a ridiculous passive perception, as has Furore. So you notice one, two, three, four. And it takes a lot of that out of it which I really like as a DM because it makes that easier. Mm. And it also means that if I'm trying to do clever things around people sneaking and hiding, they have to be more inventive than just, we're on a stealth check and it's too low. Invisibility <laughs> I is stand a here with my hands over my eyes. Exactly. But it means invisibility is a thing. It means environmental factors are a thing. You just, you find different ways of doing the same thing without relying on, I roll a dice and that character is now invisible. Why do you think I keep loading up Ferrari with true seeing? <laughs> Again, uh, that was fantastic because true seeing allowed that encounter of what do we do in this tunnel to become less of a ooh, where's the baddie and more of a what's going to happen if we take two steps forward? Oh no. Mm. Same at the end. The true seeing at the end meant there was no surprise of the doors of the tower opening and this cannon being there, but the surprise of that was theatrical at best anyway. So, mm. like, yeah, it, true. I don't think it took anything away. The, the, the thing I feel sorry for, the thing that the thing of this campaign that I am most sort of sad about because I don't have a, an answer for it even now, is when David has a great idea to make everyone go ethereal, and I'm going, it's a great idea, but I'm going to go and rewrite some stat blocks so you can do your thing. It's not a great way to DM because then what if you've preset something? What if something's already happened and you're now going, oh, let's change the stat block because you had a cool idea. Yeah, because yeah, once you once you describe something, once something is in the world, it is present. And once you've described yeah. an ability that it has, it has that ability forever because you've described it. The world is only made by what you describe. So, yeah, it was a shame because I love the idea, Dave. I still want you to do it at some point, but I mean, not against I mean, to God, please. <laughs> the, 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 the sad irony being that the stat blocks were rendered ultimately meaningless by the fact that the tower got fucking nuked. <laughs> Fair point. My bad. I don't think it's a bad. It was really cool. It was just a shock. I think all of us were shocked. 
Mm. I was just, I was just very cross at that <laughs> point in time. All, it worked. Not, not at you. Not at you. I was just very, oh. very, very pissed. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in that final fight, what happens? Um, oh, my wizard friend's going to teleport me into the tower. I'm going to do a thing that means that you have to roll dex saves. Fucking hate rolling dex saves. <laughs> At disadvantage. At disadvantage as well, because it's a cruel ability. What happens now? Oh, you, you can't do anything. I'll save my friend. No, your friend is also dying. <laughs> Very angry. I still regret nothing. I still think that's what would have happened. That's what would have happened. We needed to be in there, clearly. Uh, like, people people actually genuinely, and not in an assholey way, playing their characters properly, it's much more fun to me than like metagaming. Like metagaming is just not enjoyable for anyone. And sometimes the chaos, especially that comes out of these quite high-powered characters, but let's say flawed personalities, the, the, the genuine choices just lead to such anarchy. And uh, you know, as a as, as a participant in that story, it's a hell of a lot of fun just to be be on that ride. Mm. I had a fantastic time in the second half. It was just the first half. I was like, I've done literally nothing for an hour and a half. This is grand. <laughs> you did smash up a boat, though. That, was, that was the episode before. Yeah, but you just, you just walked like <laughs> that. Like, through the flames. Cool. Something else that I had not planned for. <laughs> I was going to jump on the boat. Why not? Like, sure, like, P has precedent. Not for me- kind of, These kind of shenanigans. But meteoring a boat, it's just... I'll, I'll be honest, cool. Chris. I, I mean, it's very, it's incredibly cool. Um, I was not surprised because okay. I would also have done the same thing. <laughs> okay, that speaks a different personality. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm usually very fine with rolling with it and going, this is fine, let's roll some dice and see what happens. That's always fun. It's more of a, um, okay. You didn't need to. It was fine. It was totally worth it. Why, why did I put... I think I may have described this too much to make you feel like it's super important. It's not that important. <laughs> okay. No, no, Chris, you're wrong. It was very important. Okay. Mm. Okay. The cool but visuals. It was that, a great visual. Edmund, Edmund could have left at any time, but he was sticking around because he had all of these potential allies and he needs high-powered people to sacrifice to bring Caius back. That was it. But now he doesn't have a boat, so, you know. He's got to find more high-powered people somehow, which is why he (laughs) told all of you to go and find him. That's a free giveaway. Mm. Now it's just taking that that little bit longer, because he doesn't have a boat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I I do have a couple of other, like, uh, points of contention, but I'm going to roll a dice because oh. we're nearly half an hour in. No, 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 no. <laughs> points of contention. No. If they're questions, oh, okay. points of contention. Right. Who fucked up? Oh no, 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 well, not not in that that sort of sense. Uh, oh. But uh, well, actually, yeah, justice oh. for Squishy um, to start with. What's wrong with Squishy? Squishy should have been able to talk. What? Octopi are intelligent. That doesn't mean they should be able to talk. And also the... Why not? was brilliant. I mean, telepathically. Ah, oh, that would have been like, quite cool. I, I appreciate an octopus does not have a mouse, but... Intelligence score and um, it's there, there are... <laughs> but if Squishy was to have a voice, what would it be? <laughs> Surely it's got to be higher than that. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, 
but in slightly oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know something like that and slightly constipated well, then, but the thing is that then that mix that with the eyes and you've got <laughs> yeah. which actually yeah that's switched squishy down to the ground there's a QI where Alan Davies tries to imitate a pregnant. No, no, it's a salmon faking an orgasm. That's it. Mm. And um, it is that. It's it's all of that. I do not remember that episode, but sure. It's it's good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> because, no, it's definitely Sandy Toxic era. So we're talking yes. more recent. A couple of years ago. Wow. That's what uh, that would okay. have been. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we all can agree that we dodged a bullet there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a tragedy. A tragedy happened here this day. Yes. <laughs> it just uh, sounds like you're having a fart brewing. I'm sorry. That's all I'm yeah. getting. I'm getting like a fart is imminent. It's coming soon. You know. An opticus, an opticus, an opti- octopus fart would be a fantastic thing. It would surely be just ink filled. It'd be amazing. I don't, think, I don't think that's how they consume me. Far be it from me to, to know the intimate biology of an octopus. I'm assuming. No, this is a campaign just, where Googling was no. bad. It's not yes. going to happen this time. No. Google I guess it bad. comes out to where does the ink come out of on an octopus? It's, it's, and I don't know if we sack. have time to answer that question. <laughs> it comes out of a sink sack. So, it has an ink sack. There's a genuine. I think that's squid. I don't. Anyway, anyway. I think that was, I think anyway. that was not carefully trying to move the conversation on, Chris. No. I refuse. <laughs> My other point of contention was that, wow. um, I mean, it, it, no one picked up on the uh, the hits. And I guess that's fair play to you because you'd not just played the final episode of Wreckage of Mithranor, which I was in, and so knew what happened to Ephemera. And um. that she'd gone to a little village and mm. just arrived and as Jesse. And Dear. and then when, when Chris was like, oh, yeah, there's someone called Jesse has gone down under branch fingers. I, I was like, no one, no one said anything. No. That is a shame. Oh, no. I feel like Oops. <laughs> I'm possibly, I'm not going to say to blame. I feel like it's possibly my fault. <laughs> Huxley was trying his damnedest to ask as many questions as possible about the missing people, about everything else, but being generally crap, <laughs> the follow-up didn't really happen because we were focused on something else, so I think that's probably my fault. But also Huxley had no idea who Jesse or Ephemera not, was. Not so a scooby I, I, I would say, actually, you're, you're one of the ones in the clear. Okay. okay. I'm not sure. I mean, I think... Foray probably knows what Jesse was called. I'm not sure if the rest of us knew. Maybe not. No, I think look, the only, the only person to blame here. here. Look, this is, definitely did. This is two talks together. Two talks together in a row. People are turning around and going, oh, and Jesse's in the, in the pub, and the pub landlord sounds like Anton because of a Scottish accent. These are all clues, motherfuckers. <laughs> Connect I, the dots. I, I, I hope some people are picking up on them, because I... <laughs> Oh, no, yeah. Wait, no, the pub pub landlord could not have been Anton because Anton would have tried to murder Prosperous. Not Anton, another clone. But also, Chris, didn't you Um, say that you just made it a Scottish accent to fuck with us rather than it actually being a clone? Oh, that one's easy. Yeah, that one's... I I was fucking with Niall. That's that's very easy. That that one was just me going, hey, Niall, here's how to poke you and I know how. Um, No, Jesse being um, mentioned at the end, obviously, of Mr. Adore as having survived somehow and also there being a Jesse on the sacrifice list in the pub is relevant, but I'm not going to say how or why. 
Well, as for Tom and his bizarre um, board of, of this all connected, it's definitely all connected. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Is, it, is, is Tom's board all connected with scarves? Yeah. <laughs> That's how he does it. It is now, yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> Look, he's right half of the time, which is scary. So that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. This is a shout out to to Pixie and the incredible oh, collection of scarves amazing. that she is uh, she's amazing. Made. Actually, um, I think just agreeing with you now, one hundred percent. But also, I want Pixie to know this thing is really good. Pixie, we spent Emma and my wedding mm. going through your parcel of scarves with Tom. That was the, <laughs> one of the highlights of the wedding. Aww. I'd like you to know awesome. that it was Tom, a whole Tom day got... <laughs> focused Tom about the M. And then we went. Yeah. Let's focus on Tom. <laughs> Tom got his yeah. gifts from Pixie before Chris and Em got their wedding gifts. <laughs> that was important. Very much there so. were a lot of scarves. Yes, many, so, many yeah. scarves. That's great. <laughs> right. I am going to roll that dice. Hey, roll the dice. Really? Okay. We're starting off strong with two. <laughs> which I feel like Fantastic. is is actually quite similar to what we were just talking about. So feel free to say no, Chris. But uh were there any secrets or mysteries that the players did not solve or discover? In every campaign I've ever run, there are always many, many mysteries or things that the players don't solve or think about, and that's fine. I'm happy. I want it to be a living, breathing world. Um, clues. I'll give you clues. I'm happy to give clues. Clues are always good. Um, the demons that attacked you in the first episode, the number of them and which ones they were is significant. There were and demons none of you in the thought first episode. On that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember them. We nailed them. It was rather good. Mm -hmm. There's it was a, a long time ago. Okay, it is true. I mean, that was that was the umpteenth of many demon encounters. I think you know by this point, why would we be counting them? Hack slash hack yeah. slash. Oh, well, oh. that's that's fine. No one gives a shit. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm just trying to remember how many there were. Were there four or five? It was the really big one. Yes. The Ugoloth. There were no Ugoloths. That's an oh. entirely different species. I get confused with the names. There's a thing oh. that was chasing Hutsley in the in the sky. Oh, uh, uh, that was a uh, Glabrazy. Oh right. It just wasn't that relevant to the rest of the campaign. Like, no, it wasn't no at all, but it's just, again, a little something that I laid and then no one picked up on, which is fine. And you even hinted at as part of the conversation. Where did those demons come from? Mm. No one ever checked. No one ever looked into it. They just were. Can I roll an investigation check now? No. <laughs> um, I, uh, we should have gone into the Blackwater Library, into their demonology section and looked it up. Mm. Let's see. Um, Tolstoff Keep was built on something that was old and had some weird design around it that felt alien and otherworldly that never got investigated fully. No, I, well, yeah, okay, never got investigated fully. I tried to investigate I that. Tried I tried to, to figure out what it was. You both rolled for it and both went, and I went, just... it's old, you are correct, it's otherworldly. And then when you had a situation to be under the ground in a situation where uh, yeah. there would be more stuff about it, you didn't, oh, not, I thought that would be like I thought that was just Edwin's house and they destroyed it and built the new one no Edwin's house was built on top of the ancient ruins mm. right okay that was not clear Nether East City <laughs> that's an option too is that I didn't describe it very well it's well, also very I, much an option I, I kind of think it's, it's I think kind of think it's contingent on the DM especially when things happen in different episodes that's true, yeah. that's true. That if there's something in there that the players would think about that the characters mm. would think about that the players aren't thinking about because they're busy doing whatever they're doing it's for you to go there's some interesting just, writing on the they're wall. They're just Easter eggs. They're just Easter eggs. It's if you want them or if you I don't know, want but them. it's kind of like I, I, I'm cross at you for doing this now because I'm like you didn't <laughs> you didn't actually drive towards any of this in the actual campaign. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. 
Do we need one more? There's definitely one more because that's connected to Branch Fingers as well. Um, you asked how old Branch Fingers is and you asked how long they've been doing it and they said they weren't that old. They said they haven't been around forever and then you got a vision of them being around forever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that's something sus with Branch Fingers but I never found oh, yeah. out what it was. Yeah. Nature's evil and awful. I've been through this. <laughs> I'm very glad no one actually went into the black water in the end. I thought that was so tempted. Oh, I, I, I kind of I wish had, two feet first. I wish someone had. I had, uh, I had stuff ready in case you decided to dip toes. Oh yeah, because you said because I knelt down to mm. pay the bases, and then the, the the stuff stuck to me forever. Mm. Uh, yes, probably I'm very, not very forever. Clear. It's just a shame no one had prestidigitation. Oh, that was oh, yeah, that was <laughs> campaign which needed prestidigitation. That's oh. definitely true. <laughs> yeah, no question. That's a good point. Did you actually get it off Yorick, or is it still on him? It's I think still on him. Well, no, because I did get. Well, I got jetted down by Huxley Didn't a couple of times. It. Didn't remove. You got changed. You got new trousers. Changed clothes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Best you got Santa pants. Ever. Yeah, you got Santa, Santa pants. pants. But, the, but which on someone that's six foot five, Santa pants are not. Uh, that's quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have drowning. You did have a lot of collapsing tunnels, though, and masonry. Mm. One collapsing. That, that it felt like a big one though, because mm. Prosperous getting out of that was hilarious. He didn't get out of it. You got scared. I was, of I, was I was climbing out of the thingy, and then uh, Liz was like, "Let's just do the sensible thing and scatter." <laughs> The, the, the rolls oh, yeah. you were making again, cutting your way out of loam and things as water that would have gotten a lot harder to roll for. But I did, also, I didn't want to make it too. It wasn't meant to be a deadly encounter. It was meant to be scary and a bit creepy and a bit weird, which it was. Mm. And then getting out of it was sort of anticipated. Your level thirteen characters, you weren't going to. Oh no, I've been crushed by. Oh no, we're in a hole. No. No, there was one thing I was, I was really hoping that when you were tunneling out, when you were going down the tunnel away from the thrashing dead maggot thing and the building being shelled above you, I mm. did have versions of that where the tunnel would start collapsing around you as well, but we'd already done the tunnel collapsing, we didn't need to do it again. And also because I, I thought I'm going to move away from it, and then um, someone, heard, someone decided to put Viorica inside a hamster ball. And then I had a vision of yeah. Viorica watching inside the hamster ball. Everyone around him choked and died. That but that wouldn't tough. have worked because yeah. then uh, the um, hamster ball would have gone as well. And that was so, been a yeah. horrible thing. Viorica's seen enough. Uh, plenty, yeah, at this point. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Plenty of things. All right, I'm gonna. Oh no, I've dropped it. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna not drop it. I'm gonna roll it out again. That's a bit better. That's a, a 15. Uh, this is to. <laughs> this is to everyone. So I appreciate that um, others may have had uh, this award in other campaigns or other times, but in this specific campaign, which PC gets the Edge Lord Award? Oh, because a lot of them have had their moments. <sighs> I think foray is an edge lord. Like, yeah. just just to the the whole like, I'm not going to talk to anyone about the fact that I'm cursed and it hurts and everything hurts. And then like, <laughs> I'm not going to take the way out. I'm going to be like, cool, like uh, emo boy. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. And you just said emo because Aldrin's an emo. There's a question that Aldrin's no, an emo. Aldrin's like Gandalf now. 
No, Huxley's like Gandalf. They're both like Gandalf. That's why I, they get on I, so well. I feel like, yeah, that's possibly Huxley's fault. Sorry, David. <laughs> changed. Wow. Changed. changed another character to more like Gandalf. And that's not, I don't think that's a problem. There's plenty of Gandalf to go around. It works. <laughs> yeah. As Syrian says. Um, <laughs> edgelords. None of these characters are very edgelordy. Freud leans in that direction, but... The Oracle was the edgelord's <laughs> last campaign. I didn't think yeah. they could be twice in a row. He could be twice in a row. You were absolutely just... not the edgelord of Reaping Golden Fields. I'm sorry, did you? Were you there? <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm saying that that was Viorica's edgelord phase. I'm not saying that they were actually, he was actually an edgelord. Next to Ava and a fairy, you're going to claim some kind of edgelord. Oh my God. <laughs> Why do you think he can get out of it? He looked at these two and was like, okay, I don't want to do that. That's too much. <laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody um, goes over the border into parody. But yeah, the, the closest it comes to is the I'm I'm cursed and no one can know my pain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna... strong and bear it alone. <laughs> I've been I've been given the choice of getting rid of the curse, but no, I'll, I'll keep this curse where no one can touch me in exchange for ooh, epic shiny boon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll leave exactly what happened. I'll take more curses, all the curses you've got. Give me all give me, curses. Give me more. Thus spaketh the power play. <laughs> that was quite fun to play off, though, because obviously mm. Rory was so uh, kind of insular about it. And Hutsu was like, what's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. Let's yeah. go tell P. What about that? <laughs> Where are you? Can I help? That hit my heart so much, me mean to Huxley. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I was very upset about that. But it was cool. Oh, so. <laughs> Made sense. It was great to watch. I also loved the the conversation between uh, P and Huxley when you were on Andy flying, and P had taken uh, yeah. like got rid of the boon oh, so that uh, we could get rid of the curse. Yeah, and she's really like, they're in this hypothetical situation. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, this hypothetical is definitely not about Flory. Eh? <laughs> that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I really like to Sorry, sorry, go for it. Go for oh, it. No, only just I was going to say the fact that that finished then in the meteoring of the ship. That was what I thought was the best <laughs> thing about it. It was kind of like the entire gamut of emotions and action and drama. And it was just and, 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 and. It was awesome. I think my favourite thing about P is the ability to ask questions or say things at the most inappropriate time. Absolutely. Like, I, was like, I don't brilliant. think this is the correct time to be talking about this matter. I'll answer your question. Like, Surely now is not the moment to be discussing these things. Yeah. There's a cannon. Um, <laughs> so funny. We've joked before that P's a bulldozer, but it's not that kind of, I'll just talk about whatever I want to and get my way. It's more of a... Whenever something occurs to PP, he just, mm. just verbalizes it immediately, much like M does. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's, cutting, it's cutting through the bullshit. It's a very yeah. effective tactic. Yeah, it works really yeah. well, it's true. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. If you if you know that it's coming and you can brace yourself for it, then it's fine. Can we can we talk a little bit about the, the tense relationship between P and Flore at the end? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I wanted was a bit of romance and did all this work setting it up you and did then all, the you, fuckers you did, decided you did to nothing. do <laughs> unbelievable the, the dice even gave you the, the classic rogue I can't touch anyone curse <laughs> I thought it was really nice it was like mm. we, we set it up at the start it was going to be like we're going to try and play will they won't they 
and see what happened. And what happened was <laughs> they may, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. You you told him to stop being codependent and flew away. Yeah. I Shit mean me. That's not, that's not will they, won't they? That's that boat as wow. Someone <laughs> dug a hole in it. My God. You can't, my favorite, you can't be in a relationship with someone you're codependent with. It's just a bad idea. Yeah. My, my favorite part about that conversation is that Frore brought Huxley with him. And Huxley was stood there like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to look down here while you're having this very incredible cup. May I just interject? And then like, yes. yeah, so, no, that was awkward. It was so, so like I really enjoyed the vis- like the visage that we created of P being stood looking out over the water and like description skimming stone and stuff like that and then just knowing that Huxley was just behind just like, <laughs> like breathing with them yes. <laughs> look all I'm saying is this is a campaign where two ships were torpedoed from great height I did, it wasn't my intention to torpedo the Ferrari Prosperous ship. I just, I don't think they could have a relationship that would work in the current setup. I think that's true. You know, either that or, or P's game just needs a bit of work. Like it's just a really, <laughs> it's just too subtle. Like, right, right. Go away and never talk to me yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you need to give him a little bit of a hint. Well, on simpler terms, I think Ferrari was just being selfish when it came to the actual emotions of that you know something deep and meaningful he was just selfish he was completely and utterly like enveloped by this curse and what it meant and all the like abuse that he was giving himself from ephemera and all that from reaping mm. like he was just selfish like, he wasn't thinking about I, P at all I am not saying that emotionally it wasn't the right choice and that we're all mature responsible adults what I'm saying is I wanted some fucking romance I don't want it to make sense or be practical what I wanted was imagine in like you know three campaigns time when they both had chance to go oh my god <laughs> shit or get off where's the <laughs> where's Hunk and Hemlock when we need fine <laughs> they're having a lovely time <laughs> Being super queer minotaurs, it's great. <laughs> They're fine. Look, the only person I've successfully played romance with is Nat, and that took like three years. <laughs> that was true. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it, right? It was, it was worth great. It. And you, you two also to took fucking forever to shit or get off the pot. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was Mike and I, what, what was it, four four episodes of a campaign? Yeah. We had one moment where you, you like laid it out and I was just like, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, you just like described staring uh-huh. into my eyes for just that little bit too long and I was like, I'm, I'm in, I'm full on it. <laughs> Mike, can we agree on the delightful irony that you and I appear to have game, that, that's not a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's not a thing? No, I don't think so. So we are both married. Roll a dice. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. No, no, let the awkwardness stay a bit longer. This is good. Sure, sure, sure. All right. There we go. Wow. Tasty. Mm. Now you keep talking, which uh, stops the awkwardness from sitting. What you need to do is have that sort of like awkward noise off, like. If anyone joins the stream right now, they're going to be so confused. <laughs> Why? Oh, I rolled a five, uh, right. which is what was your funniest moment? 
Um... Which actually, I would argue, in a campaign where there was a lot of grim mm. and a lot of gross and, mm. and and angst, there were actually there were quite a few very silly, very fun, and I, a lot of them, I have to say, courtesy of Liz and, yes. and Huxley, which <laughs> I just adore. Can't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think the funniest thing in this campaign, and it's not actually in this campaign because it's a blooper, was the Queen. Um, <laughs> I was say. Yeah, that's true. It was. Um, <laughs> No. Not even all of that made it into the blooper. It took forever. We were stuck at that spot for half an hour. It was so crying, laughing as well. It was so funny. I had to, I had to mute Chris doing the description because I couldn't, I could not hear it again because I would die from laughter. I think for context for people who have not maybe seen the blooper, <laughs> yes. we yeah. weren't necessarily laughing that the Queen had died. I, I, was, say. I was laughing that the Queen was dead. <laughs> It made me laugh that the Queen had died. But it was very timely given the serious stuff that Chris was trying to narrate. You'd be like, oh, yeah, their mum died seven days ago. That's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm not Obviously. permanently triggered by this. I'm sorry. Look, it's very important that their mother died seven days ago. <laughs> it was you didn't help by carrying on saying it the same way, exactly the same way each time. Oh no, really? <laughs> Um, it's like the uh, the equivalent of um, the cast of Wicked the oh. day that she passed away, having to go on stage and say, "Okay, so we're going to do the show as it's written," which um, means we start- open with the Queen is dead. The thing is, okay, this may be a wider political point, but it's one worth making. The way that we all, as a culture, handled the Queen dying was faintly ludicrous. Oh, no, Chris, no, not right now. No, no, no. Not, in, not in like a big, oh my God, the Queen dying is ludicrous. More of a, like, we all, like, there was outlet needed. There was a lot of, like, we as a nation are mourning, are we? Okay. That meant that when there was a little moment to have a laugh about something that felt a bit banal, okay. we all dived in on it. Like, that makes sense to me. I can see how that happened and the way that it did happen because it was all faintly a bit ridiculous. Queuing for seven days is a bit ridiculous. But, but yeah. The people who did it were very nice. They went right past your house, didn't they? They did. <laughs> well, it was... More. <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I, I felt like it was a very good advert for Britain, the fact that they can queue like this. The problem is I just don't want to be part of it, unfortunately. <laughs> the one thing. The one thing we can do so well. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is... that is. If there's a superpower to this nation, it is queuing. Mm. Any other funny moments? Squishy in general. Squishy was very good. I, I enjoyed don't know why I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed um, Perore trying to teach uh, Viorica how to shoot. This is probably a very individual one. And then and then shooting Perore. That was oh yeah the the, the idiocy of that whole thing because it, it only started out because it's like um well let's let's talk about something whilst we're going on the thing. Oh no no I've shot one of my friends. That did seem a wonderfully <laughs> ludicrous setup. <coughs> Excuse me. I think clumsy uh, I think clumsy Viorica uh, falling out of trees, shooting people, <laughs> all of that. Loved it. Knowing exactly what was going to happen, it's going to yeah. fail, but let's do it anyway. Let's do it. Let's I, see I what always love that. Um, and a personal one for me was the series of events that happened with Frore being cursed, a note being written, and P getting involved. <laughs> Not understanding the note. <laughs> and Huxley's plan was foiled. <laughs> that was just a comic series of events that I loved. It's great. 
just tried to stealthily <laughs> pass messages and just absolutely pass a note in it. class. Yeah. Oh, of course, I wouldn't let you pass it. I got really like race. Just <laughs> gonna pass a note, are we? All right, then roll for it. Yeah, I became a teacher at that point. That's true. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I do have proficiency. Well, Huxley has proficiency in stealth, being a bugbear. So I thought I'll be fine. Little sleight of hand. Okay. No. Well, no. no. Denied. Can't you can't we're in in a group with with Aldrin and Frore. You can't just be. Mm. <laughs> I roll a thirty six. Ah, well, Aldrin doesn't notice. So. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Right, we've got time for a couple more. Mm. There we go. Ooh, nineteen. Mm. Okay. So, which PC or player gets the blessed by slash cursed by the dice award? Uh, I don't think anyone was particularly like. No, I think I was well good. behaved. I was really well behaved. Yeah, I mean the the only thing is that you would you would literally be cursed, so that was the. It's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that, that, that you you were the only one that had that actual. Thing <laughs> hanging over you. Consequence of, of roles. Yeah. I think it is. David is correct. It is fair to say that all the um, Ferrari was already cursed by the dice that had already happened in the last campaign <laughs> it continued into this campaign because he was genuinely cursed as part of the game but then also mike rolled for how bad the curse was and it was the worst possible one i had on my list i had a list of like little like oh it was gonna be like little spooky little stuff and then he went no i roll that one cool so it's all of them like, that was literally how <laughs> it, just, my bottom my oh. nadir of the list was it's all of them it's all of them and i'll just mix and match depending on mood and he wrote that wow what was the the least like serious or like the weirdest curse thing oh hang on hang on let me find my list um i mean i can imagine it will have been just you know aches and pains no 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 the weirdest one the the, the one that was around you everywhere uh, (laughs) okay yeah yeah, i remember now the first one the like lowest level one was that he always felt like he was being watched at all times and if you looked around there were critters uh creatures watching him at all times. Cool. Every time he looked around, like, I feel like I'm being watched, and there's just a squirrel in a tree going, looking across at him. Like, no, no, yeah, no yeah. evil snap, just... That's just what squirrels look like. Staring, staring like, at him and never breaking that stare ever until Fro looks away and then the squirrel just moves on. I'm like, worse is Aldrin would have noticed. <laughs> yeah, there was that one. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> there was one where... Um, that, that was the weird one. Um, Ephemera's voice came into it a bit more of like just constantly hearing Ephemera's voice like in, in ever other people talking, that sort of thing came into it as well. There were some of those too. Yeah. That would be tough. Mm. Would but be no, tough. he got the everyone I touch gets hurt. <laughs> Is it a secret or can you tell us what um, it actually meant by Ephemera giving the bad back now? I'm quite interested. Evie decided to give Orcus the badge to give back to you when Ephemera gave up on life, effectively. Oh, yeah. Evie and I have talked briefly about what that meant, but it wasn't stated categorically in stream. Uh, Orcus cast Gaius on it to make sure that whoever touched it would go and kill Caius, because that's what Orcus wanted. Um, But also, Orcus was fully aware that you probably would do it anyway. It was more of a doubling down. Just in case, belt and braces, kind of. Exactly. Right. You don't we become the Lord it of... anyway, didn't we? You did. You don't become the Lord of Undeath by um, by just leaving things to chance. 
Could I have a plan for everything? <laughs> Orcas is ferociously organised. It's the only way. This guy is colour coded. Ferociously organised. He's just he's he's uh, over over overthinks. He over plans. He over. Um... Oh, he's you. Yeah, yeah. He I was going to say, I feel feel like you're seeing your... no, he doubles down. I, I feel very seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's it's the thing of why why assume that that one thing I've done will be the thing that does it when I can do these four things and one of them will work. It's that mentality. It's oh, doubling down to make sure that the thing you want to have happen happens. Okay. I just really like this visual image of uh, like big Guy Ritchie style Orcus that's like oh you you shit yeah. by the way look at my binder collection <laughs> <laughs> I made sure it was all organised very carefully <laughs> it is alphabetically you, know you, you toilet <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lovely idea the Orcus voice is based off a of Greg Davies stand up bit where he's talking to a London cabbie who is in his own words the most London cabbie you've ever met who just <laughs> yeah I suppose you go around the corner you might find some stuff in London and taking some of the comedy out of it and into more of a serious voice but yeah wow yeah. and it works very well used to be a pie and mash shop on that corner it's gone now. <laughs> I put more demons in it <laughs> oh, demon pie love, shop lovely some jelly deals oh, <laughs> I'm gonna roll dice roll that dice roll that dice, roll roll that dice. dice. Roll that dice. Uh, no we've had that one no, no more dice, 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 dice. roll the dice, dice. Uh, blah, blah, blah. what was your favourite battle slash encounter slash enemy giant maggot no Augustaster. they are <gasps> horrible <laughs> Giant Maggot was pretty good. Genuinely thought I was going to die in that one. I actually really enjoyed the second half of the final combat. Mm. I think that was my one, but that's because I got to do stupid stuff. It was fun. Much I really enjoyed the dining scene encounter mm. that we had. Uh, I wanted someone to flip the table. I don't think it happened. Oh, I really no, wanted that to happen. I got um, to do the I thing I wanted to do for years. The Ozymandias, it's brilliant. Why would I tell you my brilliant plan if it weren't already <laughs> happening right now? Yeah. That was good. <laughs> that was also, everyone loves a, a tense dining with the enemy scene. Exactly, yeah. but it's right. so it's such a bullshit Bond villain thing to do of like, I'll tell you all my special oh why have you fuck? Like that's just a <laughs> terrible plan. Whereas saying someone, here's all my grand plans and going, Oh, well we'll stop you. You're too late, otherwise I wouldn't have told you. Yeah, it's, it would be stupid. Oh. Yeah, that was good. That was very good. Love it. Didn't he put a sword through the table or something or like smash I a like, plate I think I vaulted onto the table and threw a sword at the warlock you banged you your fist on the table though like in a really abrupt you way did. I you feel banged like your fist on the table to distract yeah. so that Froy could get around the corner that happened. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh I forgot that no Em you leapt on the table to get the high ground so you would win any duel that you, you have yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> that works I usually have it so by ways. being really tall so you know <laughs> Panikin, don't. I'm two foot above you. <laughs> I think in that as well, because David was trying to be pals with... Um, <laughs> oh, I you doubled down book. so oh, yeah, hard. That was, oh, it was so oh. good. That was amazing. That brought another dimension to it as well. It was, really, it was a lot happened okay. in such a yeah. small room. Okay, it was I, will so good. I, I will say this because I don't want anyone to feel like it's... like Dave and I talked about this. I totally respected the doubling down and then healing healing Edwin as well, Edgar as well. It was all 
it was I was all there to go, and in the final battle, he opens the book to cast a spell, and it blows up in his face. And it was going to happen because <laughs> it totally deserved to happen. Chekhov's gun was all set; it was all good to go. But then Ed shot <laughs> the cannon into the floor and nuked it. And that, that, nothing wrong with that awesome decision. It was more of a <laughs> well, I guess that's like Edgar survives long enough to go. I'll fucking get you. <laughs> yeah, just wouldn't but Also, amongst this giant explosion, you hear another smaller explosion. <laughs> Yeah, the little pop was enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Oh dear! It was excellent, though. The yeah, yeah. The, the whole set of the. Oh, I, I think I'll find. I also am evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wink, wink. Yes. <laughs> great, all great stuff. I like the the leaning into like Aldrin's uh, past as a trickster. Mm. It was very good. Uh, we, I'm, we are, we are close. We are close to time, okay. so we'll do one more as a speed round, and then, okay. uh, and then we'll see. Roll the dice. What's next? For your character. Oh, oh for all of them? <laughs> yeah, speed. <clears throat> How is uh, this a speed round? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Viorica is going to go wandering with uh, little twig fingers and um, find new stuff to do. There is a, it's a very, very open-ended um, thing for the two of them. Okay. okay. At some point, actually, no, Chris, you go. No, 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 no. Okay. At some point, Viorica has got to get a ascending that's like, Oi, Viorica, you're alive! What have you been doing? <laughs> yes, that would... I would enjoy that. I think that would be fun. I think that'd be great yeah, to do. Yeah. Um, you do realize that the next morning, wherever you and Little Twig Fingers go, you're going to wake up to find them just sitting in a glass of water, slowly <laughs> pressing random things to the bottom of the glass of water, going, This is how I communicate. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's definitely, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> oh, amazing. Your coin purse all the way bottom. <laughs> That's gone. You're not seeing that again. That's no, no. a glass You can shoot music. See it. And it's brilliant. <laughs> oh boy. Do you mind that getting wet? It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, well, Candle Keepy. Um, fun mm. and games. Uh, that'll be. That'll be most of it, and then just lots of cutaways, just Aldrin looking bored whilst Hugs is studying books. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I'd like to think that maybe Aldrin might teach Huxley how to gamble, because Huxley Ooh. would never have experienced that before. Is that a is that a good idea? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that what way happens. bankruptcy lies. That might be a. Who's who Aldrin? Some... Hang on. Does that who? What characters have we got in Candle Keep? Uh, one so Torvald's James, there. Yeah, Torvald's there, but as an NPC, so you could you could encounter your own. Hmm. <laughs> Plus, I do have access to the spell Temple of the Gods, uh, and there's no reason that couldn't be a casino. <laughs> wow, that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. How do you have the money for all those expensive spell components, Dave? Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> I mean, if we have an in-universe casino set up next to Candlekeep called. Temple Something. of the Candle, Candle Weep. Oh, it's nice. a good pun. It's a good pun. Yeah. You need a pun around candles and losing all your money. Yeah, I mean, plus, plus the, the last candle. Plus, um, like any money that people are putting into the the church is uh, presumably <laughs> exempt from tax. Um, nice. So you know, it's a real good scheme. It's definitely the world we live in. 
Yeah. I don't think anywhere have we got the Lord's Alliance runs a tax racket, but they probably... <laughs> surely they would. That would just be mm, part yeah. of the process. Yeah. Just saying, Aldrin's now a millionaire. <laughs> so I think you could you could make it into quite a racket because Huxley could use Stampy to look at other people's cards or whatever. Oh, nice. Know exactly what, what they subtly? have. Subtly? Is he yeah. Stampy only subtle, is he? <laughs> Woo, look at that! <laughs> look at this face! Look at it! You can't not trust that face. Yeah, poking out of a wall just... <laughs> I've got to imagine it, though, behind a casino in in Faerun, and I know that adventurers are supposed to be rare amongst like the general populace. Hmm. But there's enough, it, even it, within the Roll Together universe, there are enough <laughs> characters that will be able to just absolutely like we, waste we could, a casino. Mm. Oh, totally, it but also, place. it could no, but it could be the place where people, rather than the tavern, people could meet the, the casino. Mm. That would be the place where you go and find adventuring. Uh, I've got I mean, to cast it once a day and it's there. Yeah. So, yeah. Nile's got all of those people yeah, who yeah. run that um, star casino. Slayer's character. Yeah. Slayer's Prey, whatever it's called. The Predator's Lair. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this has got legs. I do too. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Predator's Lair can, can franchise out with Aldrin. <laughs> The stuff that we're bringing over from the real world to put into our one. We're picking the wrong things, I think. Are we? Are we really? Well, Drowning. Casinos. <laughs> yes. I think it was there already. Branch fingers. The queen dying. <laughs> I've done a good job. I just, I, I love this though, because this is just like, this is just such so D&D. Like, for example, we have a home game where our characters are slowly distributing guns the entire world because... <laughs> It's better for everyone to have it than for one place to have look, it. But that means that we are now gun dealers. The, the, the reasoning behind this is completely sound. It's completely I sound. I get it, but that's oh, that's hilarious. Yet, he made his choice. We turn, up, we turn up in every situation and go, can we give you some plans for guns? It's <laughs> reached a point now where you'll be like, we're having a major conflict with this group of people. By the way, here's uh, some blueprints for guns. Just, You're welcome. Just, welcome. <laughs> this will make everything better. Is that game being adapted for the stream to be sponsored? by the NRA. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's very reasonable. It's that if we don't distribute these plans to everybody, those that be able to purchase it or get it will have mm. power over the other people. Whereas if you give it to everybody, we lose our ability to sell them. But on the other hand, everyone has them. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that reminds me of the political <laughs> ideology that's always worked tremendously well. But I'm sure it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, after after P has delivered bombshell and flown away dramatically. Actually, no. First, where is P flying to? No, I want to hear Flory's answer first. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. Well, he needs to um, ditch the extra weight in Waterdeep, but I don't think he's sticking around. I, I've got like this real LA noir. PI vibe Ooh. coming from him Ooh. now. Nice. Like, you know, traveling from Ratway to Ratway of these like city streets and just getting into like really gritty, unnecessarily like dirty investigations and murders and like hey, what drama filled stuff. What yeah. if he's got gang warfare, mate? You'd fit right in there. Yeah, but I think he's done with Waterdeep for now. Oh. Stuff going on, like, if I remember right, there is still stuff going on in, like, Baldur's Gate in the hub, like, uh, Riverside, stuff like that. Um, 
There's loads of stuff. I reckon he'll just start wandering around and just becoming known for solving problems. We'll see see what known happens. Known for solving there. problems. Maybe maybe come across um Viorica or anybody else um in that time would be really cool. Um Would you investigate a small child going missing? Because tw- the little twig figures is right there. I'm just saying <laughs> Maybe that's potentially too too on the nose. Too too nose <laughs> too on the nose for him so just yet. After after the ephemera instant. But, All I'm saying yeah. is that Viorica might be harboring a fugitive, so it's important. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I would, uh, after after some of the like really wholesome and fun interactions with Viorica, I feel like Ferrari does hold out that he could come back across Viorica at some point. I'd be uh, very happy with that. I'm now getting serious baby Yoda vibes of when it keeps like eating people's babies and like really yeah. dark shit. And like, oh, it's a baby. Oh, oh but yeah, it's adorable kind of, though. Yeah. There's, there's, the, there's the Czech uh, myth, Little Otek, which is basically this story. That's That'll be fun. Let's do that. <laughs> I was like, some crazy cross, weird crossovers. Like, how hilarious yeah. would it be if Farre returns? To pee, but like at the side of Anton, for example. Like, oh my see god! Like, oh god. Hell. <laughs> Do not bring Anton. Um, that would be yeah. Anton, who currently is controlling. Oh, it's just fucking. It's hell. all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> Do you think, does Rory have any? Is he? Is he going to be continuing to to mooch around, being angsty, and, and is he going to have any regrets? Of uh, 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 like let, letting Peter get away. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> there was this being. Yes and no, because I'm not entirely sure Fora's got a clue about that side of it. Yet. Right. Fair. Like when oh, I say wow. he was being selfish, he really wasn't in a path yep. thinking about that. Oh, well, then sort you of should thing. definitely meet Anton because Anton will go, huh. Sounds like you two should have hooked up, and you'll be like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> and I do, I do kind of think it'll be as something as simple as, "Oh, that kind of sounds a little bit like," and you'll be like, "Shit!" <laughs> wow. Oh dear. How did I not notice at the time? Flashing back to the last like thirty years or whatever um, of P and Flora's life, interacting as go, getting older and stuff, it'll be like. Uh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> So where is Pete flying off to then? Um, Pete is going to go and um, go and uh, do basically the same as Foray, but in the countryside, uh, but, <laughs> but under under a different name, um, uh, hopefully to avoid some of the hero worship nonsense uh, that occurs, and uh, just go and be do what do what Pete always used to do, which is go and help people who need helping. Um, might need to be interplanar at this point, otherwise it's just going to be a lot of like. Killing, killing some field worm things that are eating crops. Like, but Splat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I yeah. The idea so, of pee entering town and going, oh, I don't have a name. Like, just, just fucking pee. That's not going to happen. Everyone knows it. How uh, many? I wander through towns. Quiet, quiet life. Quiet, quiet. Um, um. <laughs> it feels. It, it feels like P would want to set up like heartbeats, but would end up with Armageddon. It would be. <laughs> It would be, ah, oh, this is a lovely village. I can retire here. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's impossible to settle anywhere because, like, trouble follows. Exactly. But, um, yeah. 
Just going Ooh. in. Is truly the cursed one. Doing, doing <laughs> some reflection. Yeah. Doing Who's the wandering. fucking campaign age lord now? Jesus Christ. I can't <laughs> settle anywhere. Trouble follows me. <laughs> Excuse me. How many gods have I killed at this point? Oh, no. I How many ships to... have you killed at this point? There's um, so many. Um, <laughs> one. Sharmini killed the other ship. It's true, Sharmini killed the other ship. It was nothing to do with me. <laughs> these, are, these are like real long-term effects on the insurance market across Faerun. <laughs> Can't get ship insurance. These <laughs> it's really pricey now, because yeah. there just aren't any left. Yeah, people, people are going to lose. In people's mortgages are going up, speaking of bringing the real world in. Yeah. <laughs> All I wanted was to settle down, and instead I find trouble everywhere I go. There's the edge lord. <laughs> But that's, that's ultimately, like, that's the adventurer's true curse, right? Is that you can't ever have a happy ending because married life is over. Married and having a lovely time of it, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's something we've not actually had yet, is a uh, ha- happy married couple as part of an adventuring party, right? Or have, have we? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not married, but Asher and Percy were pretty close. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, they they got married. Well, they got they got engaged on stream, but they didn't get married on stream. It's true. But that's that's still the point, right? There's the the, mm. the classic you know, trope of Shivarith and Thomas were pretty. But again, it's like that's married. the start of the relationship. Right, is yeah. the it's always the trope of like the beginning of the relationship mm. and the story ends when they get married because that's that's it that's the happy ending and you never hear happy ever after yeah again. exactly so the only like married person that I know of is, that we had on stream was Barda who is yeah that was a bit rough that was a bit rough that's a no and obviously Valka's Valka's husband died and then she had adventures. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not tropism at all. My husband's yeah. dead. Now I can have fun. Really. <laughs> As opposed wow. to my wife has died, everyone laughs, right? That's fair. Mm. That is totally yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, digital media sucks. Yeah, it does. Mm. Well. So this has been talked together. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, for joining us for, for these uh, ramblings and diversions where we mm. ran a little bit over, but. Uh, you know, oh. I can't control these people. Look at that puppy. Yes. Oh. Happy boy. Oh, just the oh, closed eyes and everything. Oh. I think he's falling asleep. Are you falling asleep? Oh. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh. Wow. So cute. Uh, you can you can find us. Uh, hello, hello again, chat stream. Uh, you can find us here. Uh, not always with puppy. Uh, every Friday, we're back to the UK time and US time has synced up again. I believe by the time this goes out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's uh, six till seven PM GMT on Fridays. We talk about shows and sometimes mm-hmm. we do talking is a free action where the, the Question masters kidnap one of our characters and go through stuff. I and love how that started off as you're invited onto a lovely. I know we kidnap them. <laughs> Tom, Tom definitely kidnapped Prosperous, but I think Tom came out worse in the end. So, is anyone surprised that Tom's mystical question lord persona is kind of pathetic? Sad. <laughs> <Creepy>. <laughs> I don't think there's been a single episode where the poppet has been the question master where it's it's not gone wrong for him. Just the poppet. Yeah. <laughs> Just the poppet. Uh, so, so that's on Fridays. Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, 6 till 9pm GMT. Uh, you can watch our D&D games, like Yay! Dragon and Blackwater, except we can't watch this one anymore because no. it's over. Because nah. next Monday we've got... Um, uh, yes, I called it a thing. I called it a Call of the Void. Oh my God. You did. <laughs> And, and how's it going? 
Uh, well, we, we just recorded the first one and we had a very, very good time. Sam almost left the campaign. Um, <laughs> but he Why didn't. Is no one surprised? But he didn't. So, you know, all the players are still intact at the end of episode one. Thank Great. God for that. Glad to hear it. Yeah. So the campaign. You know, yeah. you're like, here's the adventure. And Sam's character was like, nah. nah. <laughs> right then. <laughs> it will see you next week with a different character. <laughs> Don't because I, if there's one of us, I wouldn't put it past bringing in a new character for every episode of the <laughs> campaign. It'd be Sam. Yeah, definitely. And they'd all be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Tuesdays, we have uh, currently is uh, Sean's campaign, Seeds of Defiance, which I think should have we should have just watched the second episode, mm-hmm. and the third episode is next Tuesday. Chris, how's mm-hmm. that going? You're in that oh, one. Oh yeah, d- fucking Sean. I mean. <laughs> Look, no, no, it's really good. Just um, he 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 threw me for six. He absolutely threw me for six in the first episode in a way that I was not expecting, um, which has led to lots more fun. It's really lovely. It's 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 a walk in the woods. It's a walk in the woods. Lovely. I don't believe that's all it is. No, uh, no, it's a Sean campaign. It's a walk in the woods yeah. and everything's awful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nature is terrible. Apparently, he and I both understand each other very well. <laughs> Great. So if you want to watch those, then uh, you can watch them live at twitch.tv forward slash roll together RPG. But VODs are also available immediately after the fact on Twitch and also on YouTube. So you can catch up or you can find it on the podcasts as well. Hello, podcast listeners. Hello. Um, Hello. Um, Hello. 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 Goodbye to the podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello and goodbye. Uh, and, and if our if our podcast listeners are also part of the D20 Club, thank you very Yay. much. Uh, and thank you very much to our D20 Club who are not podcast listeners, who Huzzah. are just there as well on you the stream. Are splendid people. Are we still doing the podcast thing? No. <laughs> no. ASMR. No. <laughs> Yes, this, well, this is helpful to everything. I'm just going to tear some paper up, excuse me. <laughs> if, uh, if I was no, a podcast I, listener, I'd just stop listening about five seconds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, God, they're just trying to finish. They're taking forever to finish this episode. Sorry, I, I'm just going to switch it off. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish the episode uh, doing podcast voice. So thank you very much to all our D20 Club and all of our sponsors and supporters. This is tearing paper. Um, I'm just going to do some paper tearing us. Uh-huh. Uh, you can... <laughs> <laughs> For those podcast listeners, n- listeners out there, Nat has just given Chris the biggest evil. <laughs> if you could imagine unpleasant. the most, you know, irritated eyes, that was Nat. I was, I was trying to tell people that if they also wanted to be as cool as our D20 club, they could uh, go on Patreon and they could support us from as little as one of their local currencies per month. That was maybe slightly undermined by the ripping paper, but mm-hmm. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just just say hashtag something. ASMR. It's like a new parkour. Like you can also find us on socials. Roll together RPG. And uh, unlike this gang of reprobates, uh, please always stay classy at the table.